This is Agents Influence Podcast. This year, you know, I've really gotten involved in a lot of conferences, and, and I think sometimes there's some pushback being, you know, I'm, I'm taking a lot of time out of the office. It's not a ton of time. I still get all my work done. I'm still producing. You just have to find that balance. Getting out of the office, making these connections, seeing these other people, they might not see the value in it immediately, but there is value in that because I come back and I'm excited and I'm recharged and refreshed and ready to be here, ready to make changes and do the best that I can do in the agency. And sometimes it's it's so easy to become complacent in what you're doing. You just sit here, do the day-to-day grind, and that's it, nine to five. I sometimes just need to get that recharge. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. Hello, everybody, and once again, welcome back to Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, Glad to be here with you again. Uh, I enjoy this time, and I'm looking forward to the guest that we have today. Um, I will let you know that her name is Ashley uh, Fitzsimmons. So if you want to go out there and you want to look on LinkedIn uh, while I'm opening the show, feel free to go do that. Her name is Ashley Fitzsimmons, and she's with the Fitzsimmons Insurance Agency, I think. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself more, but I want you to check this out because this is a special guest uh, for many, many reasons. In the meantime, I just want to go through what you always need to know, just the important stuff. You guys need to check out this new uh, article that's out there. It's called Exennial. Do you guys see this? Uh, I I want you to check this out if you have out there. I think it's, um, man, I can't even remember where it was shared. If you go to Ryan Hanley's page, or maybe even if you're in the mastermind, uh, we shared it in there. But anyways, it talks about this age group of people from 77 to 83 that are kind of caught in between the millennials and Generation X, and they're calling them exennials. And what's amazing is, is Ryan Hanley and I have been talking about this for like four or five years about how him and I were in between and we could see what the old guard was relating to their wisdom, but also look back to the millennials and understanding where they're coming from. Uh, I just, I'm going to close with this because I want to move on, but this is the difference between gener- between this is that Generation X was raised, uh, was born analog, but raised digital and a millennial was born digital and raised digital. The Xennials were actually born to where we actually uh, uh, had analog, but actually also how we were born and raised in a digital world. So Generation X, I probably said it wrong, was analog, analog. Millennial is is digital, digital. And then the Xennial was the analog, and then we were actually raised in the digital. So I said, I think I might have said that a little wrong at the beginning, but it's an interesting article. Um, so look at that. Please look at that and give me some feedback at jason at growprogram.com. I love your feedback. You know that I do. I reply to nearly every email that I get, not all of them, because if you're too far of a jerk or I don't need to waste my time, I don't. Just being just being real. Um, then uh, I also want to let you know, October 24th and 25th, I'm being serious about this. We have right at about 30 registrations uh, left open, 
I'm just telling you, it's going to be filled up here pretty soon. Not only that, you're also going to want to get your room block. You're going to want to get in there. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to get stuck paying for rooms that I don't have to. So we got a limited amount of room blocks that you got to get in there and get at this hotel downtown. Charlotte's going to be awesome. And we're hoping that Ashley comes because we're trying to get superstars there. But we'll talk about that later. Keep in mind, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. I know you, I know a lot of you guys listen to this off of the website. Keep in mind, you can continue to do that, but it's also really nice if you go to iTunes, you go to Stitcher, you go to Google Play, because they'll actually send you some notifications letting you know every time that we download a podcast or it comes into your device. Just want to let you know that. Um, so keep on giving me your feedback at Jason at grow program, um, uh, Jason at grow program.com. Keep in mind our, our theory and our thought here is to tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. Cause I'm going to tell the world what you have to say, but I've got to get your thoughts and ideas first. Jason at grow program.com. If you guys have anything to say, say it now, cause I'm not going to hear you cause this is recorded. But in the meantime, I want to bring on our guest and, uh, welcome to agents influence podcast. Uh, Miss Ashley Fitzsimmons, how are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm doing fantastic. Oh, well, good, 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 good. So we will dive right into this. Uh, before we get to know who you are, uh, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I'm iPhone all the way, 100%. 100%. Um, do your computers you use in your office, are they Apple? They're not. Or Mac? They're regular PCs, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Well, it is and it isn't. But anyways, yes, that, that's okay. You know, it depends on the job you're doing in the agency sometimes. You know, if you're doing design and graphics, like you really need a Mac. It's the best. It really right, is. Right, I agree that. You know, so, but then if you're a true Mac lover and Apple user, you say, well, there's nothing I do in my office that wouldn't be better if I could use it. So I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, what's the latest app that you've downloaded, professional, business-wise, something like that? Um, professionally, I just downloaded an app called Two PDF because um, I just I noticed recently I'm texting a lot more clients because it's easier for them and frankly it's easier for me because I don't have to talk to them on the phone for 20 minutes. We can just answer it very quickly. They're happy, I'm happy, but then I'm screenshotting it and emailing it to myself. So I said there's got to be an easier way to save all of this and get it saved to my system. So I just found out this Two PDF app that I can download and have everything saved to a PDF and transfer it easier to the computer. Where did you find that out? Um, I actually read an article online that was suggesting different apps to do this with, and that okay. was one of them. I just kind of did a little bit of a research, and that one just seemed the easiest to use. It was free, so if it's free, it's for me. That worked out. If it's free, it's for me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Now, now here's so Steve Anderson on his tech tips that he delivers every Thursday morning for all you loyal listeners out there. You need to go to Steve Anderson. I think it's steveanderson.com or something like that. I think it's the TAR report. It's it's T A R. It's the agency report. Uh, go out there, get those. He sends you every Thursday. I promise that it's not spam. It's actually good stuff. And I saw that same app on there, Ashley. And isn't that such an issue as 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 people in our agency with the people that are texting us and trying to document and keep all that organized? Isn't that kind of crazy today? It is. It absolutely is. And I mean, that's something that not all of us in our agency do. That's mostly I do that. My uncle does a little bit of it. And it's just so hard because some people I have such long conversations with because they don't call in anymore. They just text me. And half the time they respond with emojis or gifts. And I have to be like, no, I need an actual legal response. Please <laughs> text back your words, not your pictures. <laughs> 
Holy so. cow. I can only see the court case now, Ashley. You know? Well, Your Honor, I meant to bind coverage by sending them the da-da-da-da emoji. I mean, and exactly. then I, I can see it actually getting upheld. That, like, if that was proven, you know? That's like right, trying like, to I'm prove... I'm sending a Michael Scott emoji with him giving the thumbs up from the office. Like, that's me confirming. <laughs> right. Wow. Didn't even... Think of that. See, and that's why when you go to the uh, when you go to her LinkedIn page, she says this is how she describes herself: millennial dot insurance nerd dot blogger dot. Which the dots mean period, everybody. So what I what I what I love is that I am a self proclaimed insurance geek, and now you are a self proclaimed insurance nerd. This is awesome. When I saw that, I said, I'm. I'm I gotta call this girl. I gotta call this girl. She's got to get on here. So let's so let's find out a little bit more about you. Take us take us back. Uh, with you being a millennial, it may not be far as back as some of my fifty and sixty year old clients that are, <laughs> are, are, are interviewers uh, that we have on here, interviewees. Take us back. What? Who are you? Uh, let us relate. Bring us forward to who you are now. So, if you had asked me in March of twenty ten, right before I was going to be graduating college, if I would ever go into insurance. I said, absolutely not. I'm getting far away from here. I'm not doing insurance. Insurance isn't fun. Why would I ever want to get into it? Um, And it just turned out that I went on a couple of job interviews. I was down in Philadelphia for a few. I think I went to New Jersey for one. And nothing was jumping out at me. Like, to me, it's just so hard to know what you want to do at that age when you don't have really any other experience under your belt. Like I went to college wanting to do marketing, but I had no idea what I wanted to do in marketing. Did I want to do pharmaceuticals? Did I want to work, you know, in a clothing store doing marketing? I had no clue. So I went on a couple of job interviews and it turned out to just basically be door to door sales or cold calling. And I thought this isn't me. Like I need to be, I need to be out in front of people, helping people or just, somehow connecting people together. Um, So I had no idea what I wanted to do. Someone in our office was retiring. My dad and my uncle sat me down and said, listen, somebody's retiring. We're going to be shorthanded. Just come into the office and try it. Just try it. Something to do. You don't have a job yet. Just give us a shot. And they said, you're probably going to hate it the first year because the first year, nobody's going to want to talk to you. They're going to say, give me the owner or give me so-and-so that I've been dealing with for 10 years. Um, So they took me out to lunch. They talked me into it. And July 5th of 2010, I started working here. Fantastic. You know what I take away from that? I love the fact that they set the expectation and they set a real expectation for you, Ashley. I think that's something that a lot of agency owners can learn, especially when they're talking to anybody. But obviously, maybe that relates to your generation. Maybe that relates to just you. We don't know. But it was really good because a lot of times the agency owner wants to say, oh, it's going to be great. You're going to make a lot of money. You just got to work hard. And I believe that, do you believe that it was that it was helpful for them to set that expectation for you? Um, I absolutely believe it. And I think maybe for a little bit of a different reason, because I think a lot of people can look at that and say, well, well, that's great. Why would you tell me that? And I, you know, you're kind of putting me down before I'm even getting in there. But I have some sick, twisted personality where, to me, that was a challenge where I was going to say, I'm not going to hate it the first year. I'm going to love it, and I'm going to prove that I can make those connections with the clients in that first year and make them not ask for the agency owner or not ask for the person they've been dealing with for five years. Now, see, here's the deal. You like a challenge, Ashley. 
but you're Absolutely. not. But, but you're not different than the real rock star agents out there. We we talked about that a lot on the podcast, and the fact that people who are competitive see things as a challenge. We're just just asking doesn't really matter. But I'm curious: Were you in athletics when you were in high school or in college or anything? I was. So I was. I played um, soccer throughout high school, and I score kept for boys volleyball just so I could get out of class. Uh, th- okay. Uh, all right. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. There's, it, there's this common thing. It doesn't work for everybody because I know there's some loyal listeners out there right now listening, saying, "Hey, I wasn't involved in that." But maybe you still need to look d- deep and see that challenge and that burning desire. And I love that about you, Ashley. And it's showing what you're doing. So you said in 2010 is actually when uh, you started there at the agency. Yep, it was my seven year anniversary a few days ago. Fantastic! Congratulations to you. I Thanks. am. Uh, this isn't this industry just so awesome? It absolutely is. I am fortunate enough to love what I do every single day and everything that I'm getting involved in. Why? I that you know what that's a great question for so many different reasons. Just the people so you just mentioned like that I love a challenge and that's what separates the regular agents from different rock stars that you run into. Just the people that I have gotten to meet and how passionate they are about what they do as well. Like just keeps, it's almost like cyclical. Like I motivate somebody and then they motivate me back. And I just Mm. love helping people. And I love making connections that make me want to help people even more. So your energy comes from other people's energy that you're trying to give them. And I love that. I love that. Because what I hear is that you're trying to give before you're getting. And I think that's one of the little secrets of life. So, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so I started in 2010. That's where the connection is. So I started. Oh, there you go. I actually started in 2001, but when I really started was my own agency on January 1st of 2010 or 2010. So that's that's awesome. That when I heard you say that, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Um, and it's it's really amazing because right around that time, uh, Renee Hernandez. There's a lot of agents that I've talked to, uh, younger agents and. And a lot of it seems like right around that 08, 09 to that 2010, it's like there was a big influx. I don't know what it is, but you fit, you kind of fit that profile. So, what does your agency look like? You guys personal lines, commercial lines? So, we're very heavy personal lines. The split is probably 70 30. Okay. Um, We are a very small agency. There used to be seven of us. We're currently down to four, so we're very short-staffed, and and definitely it's a learning curve. We're trying to figure out how to manage everything and keep everything flowing, Um, and it's just we're we're broken down to it's me, it's my father, it's my uncle. My father's the oldest of five. My uncle's the youngest of five. There's a 15-year gap there. I try to be in the middle and and play both sides there. Right. Uh, And we have another woman here that's been here with us for 12 years now. Okay, and you guys are out of uh, what is this Forest? What I, I'm sorry, I, I just had it here. Forest City, Forest City, Pennsylvania. Yep, Forest City, Pennsylvania. We are 26 miles north of Scranton. Okay, and you went to the University of Scranton, I noticed. I did. Born and raised here. Fantastic! Awesome! Awesome! So, uh, let me ask you this: I mean, are you a CSR? Or are you obviously? I think we all know the answer to this. With you describing the size of your agency, you're producing, you're doing service, you're doing everything, pretty much. You're wearing all hats. Absolutely, I'm doing that. I do the minimal marketing that we currently have. If we need paper towels, I go out and buy the paper towels. <laughs> so, do you guys have a we cleaning do person? Nuts. Do you guys have a cleaning person, or is it up to people that work in the office? 
You know, we do have a cleaning person. Finally, I gave that up. <laughs> you know, I still do it. I still do it in my office, and every time I do it, I think, why am I not paying somebody $100 or $200 a month just to do this, you know? But, exactly. uh, I, and I really need to. You want to talk about a waste of time? I'm wasting my time, listeners out there doing that, but I don't know. It's just weird. Okay, and then so... So now that we kind of know, what are you doing to, um, let's let's jump over on the sales side. I know you blog a lot. I know you can use that and just not in sales. You can use that in every aspect of telling your story, building your brand. You, you know all that. When did you really start getting into blogging um, and really understand that that was important? Honestly, that only happened five or six months ago. Really? Um, I read somebody else's blog and I said, you know what, I, I can do this. So it actually happened back in so in back in February there was something on LinkedIn uh, there was a contest going on because February is Insurance Careers Month and there was a contest about tell us in 200 words or less why millennials should be interested in insurance and you know I read some of the other answers and they said uh, the obvious things if you work hard you can make a lot of money um, you know it's a it's a great industry to get into and I just I had a different take on it. And I went from the, sure, you can make a lot of money, but there's a lot of emotional rewards to it as well. And I kind of went from that aspect of it. And it honestly snowballed from there. Um, I won first place in that award, and there was a prize with it. And then that turned into them actually inviting me out to their conference in Vail in March. Um, And I got to speak in front of people and explain just for a couple minutes, you know, why I was there and why it's so important to get millennials into the industry. And, like, we're talking, like, CEOs of multiple companies. So... To me, I'm standing up there thinking, why am why on earth am I here right now? Like, why did they get me out here? You know, it was very humbling, um, and it snowballed from there. I said, you know, if I can write this in 200 words or less and make that much of an impact to somebody having me come across the country to speak to them about it, I should probably start doing this in a blog. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now, let me let me go back here. You were reading somebody else's blog, and you said you said, you know what, I can do this. Now, I think this is awesome, and this is very valuable right here. Was it your competitiveness that, hey, I'm reading this, and I think I could explain this better? Or did you understand that, hey, if I did this, I built a value in my brand? What was that What was that motivation, Ashley, that made you say, I, I can do this? The motivation was definitely just because I can give value to somebody else. This, this one wasn't necessarily a competitive thing, because mm-hmm. I like to think that in my blog, I don't necessarily focus on education i don't i don't pick a topic such as like let's write about like liability or something today like if something happens to me that i feel emotional enough about about to write a blog about i do it just to help motivate other people to be like you know what you're right i can go above and beyond i can go and do this thing for my client or you're right i can go and prove to my boss that you know i'm not lazy or I'm, you know, I'm a valuable asset to this company. Like just, I do things that when something affects me, I want to write about it and hopefully motivate other people to like kick it up a notch. If it's emotional to you, it's emotional to others. I'm Absolutely. really, really excited right now. Now, it, it the loyal listeners know this easily happens, Ashley, but I want to take away no credit from how, uh, there's so many agents that don't understand what you just said. And there's so many agents that are going to understand things because of what you just said. And what I mean by that is, is they hear, especially from Ryan Hanley and Joey Gingola, about tell your story. Tell the things that happened to you. 
tell real life examples. And we have so much, we have such a hard time deciphering what that looks like and how should that flow and what are other people going to think. You, Ashley, you're answering every one of those questions with what you just said. If it's emotional to me and it's something I learned from or it's something that maybe changed the way that I looked or it was or changed the way I looked at it or maybe it explained something to me and gave me value that emotionally tied, I think you just answered all three of those questions. And 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 you know what's amazing is um, that just comes naturally to you. And I think yeah. that, that and I think that's really awesome. That's- all, all Fitzsimmons is everyone in my family. So, and you know, and I, and you know, they say this a lot, and I, I don't necessarily think this is is true as much as it was ten years ago. Um, it, everything starts at the top down, leadership down. So, it, at the point in time when we were first starting to talk about blogging and social media and digital marketing eight ten years ago, it was we got to get our owner to believe in it or we're not going to be able to do it. And there was a lot of truth in that. How was that pushback when they finally started seeing you writing or maybe taking your time to do other things than sell or service? Was there any pushback with that? There was just, there was a little bit of pushback, not necessarily with the blog, because I kind of do that on my own time. But this year, you know, I've really gotten involved in a lot of conferences. And just in the past years, I've only gone to one or two. And I'm really getting involved in a lot of things outside the agency, but still within the insurance industry this year. And I think sometimes there's some pushback um, being, you know, I'm, I'm taking a lot of time out of the office. It's not a ton of time. I still get all my work done. I'm still producing. You just have to find that balance. And frankly, I try to express to them that getting out of the office, making these connections, seeing these other people, they might not see the value in it immediately, but there is value in that because I come back and I'm excited and I'm recharged and refreshed and ready to be here, ready to make changes and do the best that I can do in the agency. And sometimes it's so easy to become complacent in what you're doing. You just sit here, do the day-to-day grind, and that's it, nine to five. I don't work nine to five. I could be on the beach on a Saturday sending text messages to somebody because they've got a question about their policy. So, you know, I sometimes just need to get away, get that recharge and get pumped up again to come back here and really start making things in motion again. I think they're starting to see that now as more and more keeps happening. You know what you need, Ashley? You need a mountain. You need a mountain so you can Absolutely get on it. Right. You need a mountain so you can get on it and preach, girl. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Because you, you're on it right now. And gosh, are you guys listening to this? You agency owners out there that are trying to figure out millennials. I hate wanting to keep pinning you as a millennial because we don't sit here and pin Generation X as Generation X. You know, we don't. We we just don't do that like we do with this millennial group. But that's what's fine. Ama- pin me as a millennial. Let, that's fine because everybody has such a negative view of millennials, and that's why we're here. We're here to change that. That's why I'm on this podcast. I want to change the view of a millennial. So call me that all day. My view of a millennial three, four, five years ago is different from what a millennial is today. And, and one of my reasons, this is me personally, everybody out there, but actually my reason is, is because I'm starting to relate more to you. A lot of the things that I've been talking about and Hanley and Joey and Brent Kelly and all these people out here that have been talking about for the last eight, 10 years, we, we, you guys, I mean, think about it. 10 years ago, where were you? You were in what? Junior high school? Yeah, right. 10 years right. of high school. Oh, okay, there you go. So so what I'm saying is 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 we had all these we had all these ideas and we were pushing all of these ideas as the way to grow and we had generation X was the only people listening to us because you weren't here yet. And now right. it's like it's so refreshing to us. Now we're like, 
oh my gosh, these people are doing it. And not only are they doing it well and better than we ever thought, but they're getting results and they're understanding it's a way to help people and to build their brand and to tell their story and get people emotionally connected to their business. And boom, I love it. I really do love it. And that's why I'm so excited right now is it's like it, we... It, I'm just going to be selfish for a minute. It lets me know that what I've been thinking was actually correct. And that and that sometimes is pretty good because I think too much. Um, anything else that you want to talk about specifically with your agency or on the sales side? Uh, are you concentrating on personal lines since you guys are majority personal lines? Um, yes. I mean, more so I concentrate on retention. I think that's a big part of our agency. We have a, I, I think last time I checked, we were at a 94 percent retention rate across the board, which is just incredible because obviously we focus on wanting to keep our customers. We obviously want to grow our business as well, but our main focus right now is just keeping the people that we have happy. And I mean, I think that's honestly, this blows my mind, but I honestly feel like what sets our agency apart from other agencies and puts us on that next level is the fact that we know how to respond to our clients you're not just a number, you're not just a name in our system. When you walk through that door, I want to know how your dog Fluffy is doing. I want to know if your kid won his baseball game last week. I get to know my clients, and we'll put it this way, I, I take personal lines personally. Like, you become my friend. And I honestly think that's what kind of sets us apart. People hear, oh, you know, you get to call your office and talk to the same four people every time. That's awesome. I don't have to leave a voicemail. I don't have to, you know, wait four days for a response. Um, so I think that's kind of what sets us apart a little bit. And I'm, I'm sure other agencies do that as well, but there's also a ton of agencies that don't do it because when they walk through our door and say, I want to deal with you guys, obviously we're doing something right. I take personal lines personally. Woo! Love it. Love it, girl. Love it. Got to get you a blog where you just put out quotes because you got it coming. Uh, if, <laughs> if, it, if it's free, it's for me. I still love that one. I'm going to tell oh, you, yeah, you can go to the Grow Program. You can go to the Grow Program Facebook site in approximately three to four hours. Well, if you guys are listening to this, you're, it's already there, um, and, and you're going to see that listed as a quote with her mention because I love that. And I take personal lines personally. Now, here's what I hear there also, though. Um, first of all, I love how you guys are concentrating um, on the business. You know, one of my mentors said to me, the business that stays is the business that pays, but always remember that business that pays is the business that stays. He used to say that to us at all of our meetings, and I really didn't understand that at my beginning. Now as an agency owner, I understand that. Um, trying to create a customer experience like you are, Ashley, to where you take personal lines personally allows you that this is what agents don't understand. And I've talked about this in a lot of my podcasts. And I, and I think this is so important. We spend our wrong, uh, we spend the wrong amount of time with the wrong amount of, and with the wrong prospect, meaning we're constantly out there trying to find that new business sale that we only have a 25, 35, 40% closing ratio on. And they have, they don't see us any different than anybody else other than maybe they read a blog or maybe they've seen us out there. Maybe they connected with us in the community. But, but what's amazing is, is when we concentrate on the people that are inside of our agency, they're going through this experience. They're seeing that you're personally taking their personal lines personally. They're starting to see that. And when you create that customer experience, then they go tell the people for you. And when they refer people to you, you now have a 60, 70, 80, 90% closing ratio on that piece of business. So isn't it really amazing? And we'll also say also, it costs a lot more to gain a new piece of business than it does to retain. 
So then why do we keep trying to think about the outbound and not try to get the inbound so much as when we're in the experience? And if you and if you neglect the people that are in your agency today, they're not going to like the experience and the opposite will happen. I love what you just said there. We concentrate on new business, but we're really trying to concentrate on the people who have already invested in you guys already. I mean, seriously, they have as your relationship. One of the things I also liked what you said was uh, you, you. one of the things you're kind of talking about is it, uh, it doesn't matter how and no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. I mean, when you want to know about that dog Fluffy, it's not that you know, want to know about Fluffy. It's that you remembered that the dog's name is Fluffy. You know, that's what I think exactly. is powerful. That's what I think is powerful. I take personal lines personally. Wow. What's and it's just people don't realize like the smallest things mean the most to people. And I mean, just this, this, this might drive me crazy sometimes, but I love it. There is a man that walks up and down our street daily. He walks up, he gets his groceries, he does this, he does that. And every single time he walks by my window, he will wave at me. And if I'm on the phone and I'm not looking out the window, he'll knock on the window and wave at me. Uh-huh. So it just got, it got to the point where I could see him out of my peripherals now. And if I see him coming, I just put my hand up in the air. And you know what? That makes him smile. And he has been with our agency for 30-some years. He's never going to leave. I mean, it's just simple things like that. You are so right. We sometimes make it too complicated, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. What would you tell another young agent coming in the business today? You've been doing it seven years now. They're coming in today. What would you tell them that took you a long time to learn that was vital for them to probably know that would have helped you at the beginning? What is that thing? You need to love what you do and you need to be confident because being confident is going to get you those connections that you want to make to make you love what you do. If you just go into an agency, sit down at a desk, put your head down and just start cranking out apps or working on renewals or doing underwriting, you're probably not going to like it. Honestly, somebody said to me the other day, and I kind of loved this. Some, I had a networking meeting with somebody. I sat down. He said, and, and what is it that you do? And I said, you know, I'm insurance. I love insurance. I sell it. He goes, oh, you do the devil's work. And my immediate response to him was, well, I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm in hell, but for the most part, I love it. <laughs> so it's just, it's just there, no matter what industry you're in, you're going to have bad days. But what sets you apart is the fact that you wake up in the morning and you're pumped about it again. Yeah, you had a bad day. Put it behind you. Get back up in the morning. Get ready to roll. So if you're waking up on Monday morning and dreading the fact that you have to go in to work, look for something else. Do something else. You're young. Learn if you like it now and change it if you don't. That's what, I, that's what it comes down to because you don't want to do something you don't love. And that shows if you don't love it. It's, you're not going to be a good insurance agent if you don't love what you do, if you don't care about what you do. Where do you get your education from? Um, I get most of my education from insurance agents and brokers of Pennsylvania. I'm very involved with that organization, and that's where I get my, like, obviously, continuing education credits. Um, but I would say I get a lot of personal education from the people that I've just made connections with. Um, I've grown a lot. I made so many great connections at Elevate 17 this past year, the uh, conference that Trusted Choice put on. I have to give a, a shout-out to Erin Nutting. She's my new BFF in the insurance world. She just gets me pumped. I feel like I can learn so much from her. Um, so, 
so obviously continue education credits, I go with IAMB, but then other than that, I like to just talk to other agents and learn what they did and learn what made them successful and how I can apply that to myself. Loyal listeners, have you heard her? For the last 30 minutes, have you heard her? How many times has she said the word sharing and connecting? I mean, how many times? I mean, Ashley, you said it so many darn times. If I went back and I recorded, I guarantee you you're over 50. I mean, you've said it over and over, sharing and connecting. And what's amazing is, is that's what's giving you confidence. That's what's building your passion. And that's what's keeping you and making you love this industry. I think, loyal listeners, this is why I do the podcast. This is it right here. You're, You're hearing it firsthand. And... Here's the thing. I really want to speak to the to the younger loyal listeners because I know that the, that's actually those are the ones that are the most frustrated. Not the ones who have been in it 15, 20, 25, 30 years. I can be as frustrated as I want, Ashley. I've been in it 17 years and I have a very nice residual income. So it doesn't affect me like the person who's been in it three, five, seven years who's in some of the same frustrations I'm in. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that's why that's why I really like this. This is this is really good. So, are you a reader? I mean, I think that you are, but are you a reader of books? I am. I read. I read quite quite often. I I figured so. Um, I can just tell. Uh, give us the book you're reading now, or maybe a book that like was big to you in the last year or so that you want people to know about. Um. So reading is my time to shut my brain off, and sometimes I just need to get away. Funny story, I was reading this book on the beach a couple months ago, and I'm sitting there minding my own business. Now, again, like I either read really dark books like thrillers because that just shuts my mind off, or I read really satirical books that are just in your face and just make me laugh. And I'm sitting there minding my own business reading a book, and I hear the little boy in front of me that's playing with like his friend in the football start reading the cover of my book, and I never really thought about this. He was maybe eight or nine, so he's like struggling to get through it, and he's going, people... I want to punch in the throat. (laughs) That's a funny book name. (laughs) Like, oh my goodness. But that was honestly a really great book. It was just this lady, um, kind of like like an Amy Poehler type personality that just wrote about things that just made her mad. And, you know, that, that mom that always is at the school with cookies and doing crafts and glitter and is always put together and, and perfect. And then she's this whirlwind that comes in that's her shirt's hanging off her shoulder and her hair is a mess. Um, she just had a really great story and it really just helped me shut down and relax for a bit. What do you do to get away though and actually shut your brain down? Mine's camping. I know that sounds weird. Um, but what is yours? What do you have something to do? I know you said when you read thrillers, it kind of shuts your brain down, but I'm talking the thing that like really, like if you sat down at your computer while you're doing it, it's like my brain doesn't even think insurance because it's all about that. Do you have one of those things? I have a lot of stuff that I like to go out and do, but honestly, what you just said is pretty funny because my brain never shuts off with insurance and my friends make fun of me all the time for that. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that will go out for drinks with my friends one night. Maybe we're in Philadelphia or something. We hop in an Uber. I sit in the front seat and start asking him who he has his insurance with to make sure that there's no gaps in his coverage because some people don't cover Ubers. I mean, it doesn't... I was on a date the other day and somehow the conversation turned into the fact that he didn't have renter's insurance, and I said, you know what? You really need to get renter's insurance, and I explained why. Like, it just doesn't stop. 
Oh, man. Oh, I love it. I love it. I hope that you and I never meet at a conference. I really do, Ashley, because you and I will sit there and talk to each other for hours. I mean, I'm telling you, I am the same exact way. And guess what? I sit in the front seat of the Uber car every time, too. A lot of people who are listening to this right now know have taken an Uber with me. They know, um, hey, Ashley, we, we brag about this. Uh, Boyd, uh, Boyd McGee and I were, um, you know Boyd out of Alabama, Boyd McGee? No, I believe I just met him at the past conference. One of the, one of the greatest individuals in this industry, and he he um, was comparing his Uber rating. Everybody out there, I don't know, maybe we've done this before. Actually, I think we did on another podcast. But Ashley, you have an Uber rating, like they they rate you like you rate them, and we I don't know the exact, but I think you have to have like forty or fifty rides. So when you open up your Uber app and you hit those little three lines in the top left, if you drop down, it'll give you like a rating. And mine's a 4.94. And everybody else's is like a is like a 4.8. I think Hanley's is like a 4.1, which blows me away. Um, but I, I totally uh, relate it to the way that I am in the Uber. I mean, I jump in the front seat. I talk to them. I talk to them about their insurance. I jam their radio. I mean, I do all kinds of stuff and make them laugh. And so that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's really, really cool. So in closing, Ashley, what, how do you want to wrap it up? I mean, how do you want to do it? What's the things you want to say? Is there any encouragement? I mean, what, what, what is it? I'm going to give you the floor. What do you got to say? Well, first, based on the thing that you just said about the Uber rating, now I feel like that's a challenge that I have to be a 4.94 with my Uber rating. <laughs> I posted it. I took a screenshot and I posted it into the thread on Boyd's thing. So that's the only way they'll believe you. <laughs> so I think, I think what I'd want to say in closing is, and this just goes out to everybody. I don't care if you're an agency owner. I don't care if you're a CSR. I don't care if you're an administrative assistant. But if you're in the insurance industry, we sell an intangible product, and it's our job to make the customer feel like they're actually getting something. Even though they're not physically walking out the door with a product, we have to actually just make them feel like, hey, that person cares about me, that person wants to protect me, that person educated me. You want to give them that warm, fuzzy feeling when they're leaving the door or every time they call in or correspond with you. And that's just the most important thing, I think, that you can take away from anything we just said, that that's what's going to set you apart from the other agents, from the guy down the street or the guy up the street. You actually caring is what will make you successful and make you love what you do. Because when you get that thank you note in the mail that says, hey, thanks for taking the time to sit down with me and go over everything. I really appreciate it. Or when you get that pat on the back or when you get that referral, when they said, you know what, Joe said you were so awesome with him that we wanted to come and try you out as well. That that makes what I do every single day worth it. Even if it's one thank you card a year, that made everything that I did worth it. Great stuff. They, you're selling them an intangible product, and it is our job to make them feel as if when they leave, that they're leaving with something tangible. I really like that. I am telling you, girl, you, you are rocking these quotes. And, 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 and it's not so much quotes. You're not just saying them because you think they sound cool. What I love about it is it's pure and it's just coming right from you. Um, kudos to you. Ashley, you have been a fantastic person to have um, on the podcast. I, I, I rate this one very highly and I rate a lot of them highly because I think we bring out a lot of red meat. But I got to tell you, I think that for the last roughly 20 minutes, because we didn't start seriously until about eight minutes in, they've got some serious 
so the last 30 minutes, excuse me, uh, they have some serious, uh, serious red meat in this. And I, uh, I applaud you for what you do. What's amazing is you didn't realize that all for the last seven years, everything you've been doing has been changing your agency and changing your community and changing your life, which is changing everybody around you. But what's amazing is, is you didn't realize you were planting the seeds that today are starting to come to fruition to help other agents who are coming in today or are in the same challenge as you are, or maybe they started their blog or they're wanting to start their blog. You, you've planted these seeds that that's what's so great about life. You love to share. You love to connect with people. What's so great about life is there so many things we're doing today that's going to share and connect with people in the future that we don't even know? And I think that you um, exhibit that very well. So kudos to you, Ashley. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I do. I, I appreciate having you. I am so glad I reached out to you. Um, once again, loyal listeners, uh, I'm, I give you everything I can. If you want to reach out to Ashley, Ashley, how can they reach out to you if they want to? I mean, you can find her on LinkedIn and Messenger, but is there any other way that's easy to, for them to reach you? Probably LinkedIn and Messenger is the easiest way. I mean, you can find me on Facebook or you can find Fitzsimmons Insurance Agency on Facebook. Um, definitely LinkedIn, I respond to very quickly. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So all you loyal listeners, thank you for listening. I don't care if you're in Dubai. I don't care if you're in Japan or Australia or right here in North America. I greatly appreciate you taking your time every day to hit play. So does Joey with insurance and your words. We've got some more listen-ins coming in or coming out. We did that one listen-in podcast and we released it to the mastermind and said, what do you think? And to be honest with you, they shot it down and they thought that what Joey and I was doing was stupid. Now, we're trying to redo it, but I want you to know that we've got some more high-level content coming from you. We're really getting a lot of requests for that for the last two years as people want something more of a high level, like talking about AI and different types of things. Uh, And I think that that's what we're going to deliver to you next. But in the meantime, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell me your thoughts. I want you to tell me your ideas and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass. We are Hey, hey, everybody. October 24th and 25th of 2017, Grow Lab is happening. It's for you. This is your invite to join us in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, I should say. Keep in mind, this isn't a conference. This isn't a trade show. It's not even a workshop. What this is, is this is Grow Lab, and this is an event. This is something you've probably never been to unless you're one of the 50 people that were here last year for the first Grow Lab 2016. If you find one of those people and you ask them, oh, they're coming back and they want you to join us. October 24th and 25th in Charlotte, North Carolina, Grow Lab 2017. Come on, join us.